Hey everyone, Sean Paul Ellis here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. Remember, that's morning with a U. Thank you for listening, and before we start today's show, we have to tell you about a special project that we've been working on, and you can check it out right now for free. Myself, SMC co-host Dave Trumbor, and friends of the show Allison Keen and Alex Kazanis have put together a comic for you called Death Jr., what is Death Jr.? Think of it as part Charles Schultz's Peanuts comic strip, South Park, and a lot of morbid humor. We've had a blast with this, and you can read a new comic strip every weekday in January by going to our Twitter, at Death Jr. Comics, on the web, DeathJuniorComics.com, and you can even check out our current Instagram, which has been taken over with Death Jr. this month, at Saturday Morning Cartoons. We hope you enjoy it and share the hell out of it. Pun intended. Hey everyone, Sean and Dave here from Saturday Morning Cartoons. We cannot start this week's show, absolutely cannot start this week's show, until we thank the following people who went to Patreon.com to sponsor this show. Derek Haynes. Alex Kazanis. Jack Connolly. Jonathan Renteria Elie. Bill Dixon. The wonderful Melanie Harker. Dr. Jason Woods. Oh, the fantastic Allison Keene. The all right Jamal Newman. The so-so John Helter. Battle Matt Fitness. The wonderful David Trumbor. And the one and only Sean Paul Ellis. Hey, out there, if you guys want to be on this list or just want to know what's coming up next week on the show, check out patreon.com slash Saturday Morning Cartoons for more details. And remember, that's morning with a U. Thank you so much for sponsoring us. Thank you so much for listening. And now, on with the show. Welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from the Pickles household, I'll be your co-host Dave Trumbor. Joining me as always, and he's all grown up, it's Sean Paul Ellis. How's it going, bud? Uh, David, David, David. I'm doing well, buddy. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm glad you're finally, like, uh, of age and can legally be on this podcast. Whoa. Hiding it from the feds are a real Wait, is that... <laughs> Wait, have I been underage and doing this show the entire time? Uh, apparently, I've been informed that you've been all grown up now for this particular episode. Uh, am I am I all grown up or am I all grown up? Because I, I want you to know both of them, I'm giving it a groan. Oh, nice. I love uh... Uh, you're getting ahead of yourself. I don't know, man. You can be grown up or you can be grown up. It depends on which vernacular you'd like to use proper okay. grammar or clever grammar it's up to you hmm. I, I think it's very weird because you know we so guys hey guess what we're talking <laughs> we're talking all grown up or all growed up uh which is the continuation of rugrats hey, if you're not what? branding 101 maybe put rugrats rugrats of your title. Oh, you you are taking the words right out of my mouth dave it's not. it's who is going to uh, it, if you are willing to sit through a majority of Rugrats to get the obscure reference where they say, we're all grown up. At some point in one of the episodes, congratulations to you. You've done it. You managed to get that reference. They said for the probably, title. Yeah, for probably a billion other people who watch this, who have watched this program, both of these programs, and never really understood with the comparison or where they were trying to pull or draw this from, other than the fact that, hey, it's the same characters you know and love from Rugrats. They're still all lumpy, still all weird looking. 
but now they're like a little bit older and in school. So that whole talking thing isn't as secretive as it used to be anymore. Here's my favorite thing about the branding though, right? Like I loved the original uh, anime, Dragon Ball, right? Like it was super fun anime, super popular. And then I I absolutely loved it uh, when another series came out just titled Z. Like why would you not (laughs) want to just check out Z? Oh, uh, and then they continued that with just a series that was just called GT. And yeah. people were like, I don't want to watch this. Please make it stop. I, I give up on this show. I didn't know it was Dragon Ball. but it's- And then and then the creators gave up and they just yeah. created a new series called Super. And they're oh, like, let's take so wrong, let's bro. take bad elements so from everything else. Let's just have them do a tournament for a thousand episodes. Hey, and the entire what, time people are screaming. You know what? A, they do scream a lot. You I know. know what a great uh, anime series is? What? Naruto. I know, and when and when they had Naruto get older, they called it Naruto Shippuden, yeah, and it they was kept the important word at the beginning. Why would you? This is literally branding one on one. Like it's the reason that if you look at, uh, I don't know, the entire Twilight saga, the entire Star Wars saga, those words are always there. <laughs> yeah. you know, that's that's the reason that they went back to Raiders of the Lost Ark, and we're like, oh, by the way, dummies, this is Indiana Jones. And the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Not how it was back in the day, but that's how it is now. Yep. Because of branding. Ugh. Guys, it's just people going back and they are changing our childhood memories and they're updating it and they're making them better. They're just putting in more Jedi ghosts at the end of other things and just finding ways to sprinkle in Hayden Christensen. Sprinkle them in. Sprinkle them in. Jeez. Contract. So, uh, Rugrats all grown up. You've got a lengthy history to get to here. So I'm yeah, going to turn it over to you. What do you got yeah, for the next Let's get into minutes? this. It's all history. So I'm not even going to say Rugrats before it. I'm just going to no, launch into it. Yeah, this is canon right here. All Grown Up is an American animated television series created by Arlene Klasky and Gabor Chupko for Nickelodeon. Guys, this is another classic. Klasky and Chupo. After the success of All Growed Up, the Rugrats 10th anniversary special, Nickelodeon commissioned all grown up as a spin-off series based on the episode. Nickelodeon insisted that the program go on with more grammatically correct title All Grown Up instead, especially since the characters in the special used more grammatically correct words themselves. The series ran from 2003 to 2008 with a total of 5 seasons and 55 episodes. There were some other spin-off ideas, I guess as well. In 2002, Nickelodeon aired an episode Pre-school days, the proposed pilot to a series in which characters Angelica and Susie attended preschool. Another proposed spinoff was a series featuring Susie and the Carmichael family, who would have moved from any town California to Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta, ATL, yeah. Uh, in the new series. Uh, but the concept was shelved. The Kwanzaa special, which airs in 2001, had served as a pilot for this new series. Are we going to watch Rugrats Kwanzaa this year? Oh. Uh, I mean, this year, yeah, 100%. 100% uh, when we get to the holidays this year, we are watching Rugrats Kwanzaa because uh, we have had an opportunity to fill in a majority of the other uh, religious ceremonies and and holidays that are going on in December, and we have not gotten gotten to Kwanzaa. and, And we keep talking about Rugrats. This is like the third time, I feel like, in the past year that we've talked about Rugrats again. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm 100% ready to get back into this. I'm just ready to learn a thing. Uh, if you guys want to learn a thing about what this show is about, because it doesn't say Rugrats in the title, however, it is a <laughs> spinoff of Rugrats, 
and takes place about 10 years after the original series, where the characters are now preteen to teenage. Tommy, Dill, Chucky, Phil, Lil, Kimmy, Angelica, and Susie now have to deal with teenage and preteen issues and situations. And we all know about teenage situations. Cigarettes. What? Definitely cigarettes. Oh, is there a drug episode of Rugrats? Oh, up? holy shit. We didn't know oh. that. We should have. Guys, again, we should probably qualify this and say that we watched the first episode of Rugrats All Grown All Grown Up. I'm going to keep screwing that up because it's, it's in my head now. Yep. So All Grown Up, we watched season one, episode one. If you know about a drug episode, please message us and let us know because we, we will watch that immediately. We will cancel plans to watch that episode. <laughs> Speak for yourself. We probably should have gone back and watched the transitional episode, that 10th uh, anniversary special, but we nah. didn't. But maybe we'll do that in the future and see if maybe it was better than this. But before we get to the episode itself, let's talk about a theme song. Regrets, all grown up theme song. What do you think? It was okay. I kind of had the question of when did they grab somebody from the Disney Channel to write a Rugrats theme song? Uh, it, it's very poppy. Uh, female vocal artist. Do you know who uh, sings it? I do not. It's Cree Summer. It's the Is voice it? actor for. Uh, I think she does Susie in this one. If I got that. Okay. Right. Yeah, and she's she's awesome. I mean, she's in, yeah, she does Susie. She is uh, what's her name in um, Minerva in uh, Voltron. Okay. The witch. Great. And, and a ton of other great things. I mean, she's one of the greats out there too. Awesome. So she does this. I, I'll say the the singing is fantastic it's fine yeah it's... i i don't think the lyric I, i've listened to this now twice i don't think the lyrics landed or really resonated with me no. in any way shape or form you do get something that i always do love which is you get a roll call sure. so yeah if you're not familiar with yeah some of these these characters you know at least they're sort of brought up on kind of like a title card with their name underneath them which is right. what i think dave means when he says sort of roll call. yeah they're not, not calling not out the out. name exactly um but you know, you it's at a least roll, it's a roll watch. A it's roll like a roll watch. hello my name is. Yeah, it's and a then roll tag. Face exactly face face and a tag. Yeah. So it uh it works it works pretty well. So to to see some of these characters, because if you're not familiar, at some point Tommy has a younger brother named Dill, you know, Dill Pickle, because man, we really gotta really gotta hit on these on these pickle pickle puns as fast which, as we can which always confused me though because phil and lil were the twins but from obviously a different family and then you throw dill in and it's like the the rhyming scheme always kind of threw me off but yeah, it's weird dill pickle so i thought the theme song uh was it didn't feel if you look at the original rugrats theme song yeah and sort of the it has a very childlike whimsical music that's put behind it and it's it's done almost completely in uh, in silence, there's there's no. Uh, I think there's like one moment where Chucky goes Whoa! when he's yeah. on like the the vacuum cleaner, but that's that's just about it. Um, and a smart so, brother's ball too. So exactly, and so you, you 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 get these great visuals with this. It was more just kind of like, hey, we're preteens now, and like we gotta have like Disney Disney weekend uh, like film songs going on in front of it which is not bad it just i don't know it just it tonally it just felt a little bit different like there was a, a change but at the same time these characters are changing right it just didn't resonate with me and i think that's going to be kind of a theme throughout this entire show because everything, <laughs> it's weird because they keep a lot of the things the same obviously because they want to draw it out from the rugrats brand 
but everything changed. So everything about the original Rugrats idea, you have this group of babies, you're viewing things and issues and stuff in, uh, in their world through their eyes, right? So the language is always a little bit skewed, the viewpoint is always from the ground up, and the trouble that they get into is super fun to watch because it's these babies that shouldn't be doing these things, you know, having these grand adventures. And that was what made it fun. And now Babe. it's just another kid show. Baby's got to do what a baby's got to do. Baby's day out. But now it's just another kid show. And, and yeah, you have to have a roll call at the beginning because you have to see the new look, the new designs for each of these characters to see who they're going to feature, who's going to be <laughs> a new addition, who's going to be grown up, who's going to have hair because Tommy never had hair before. So right. That was weird. Uh, I thought it worked fine. The lyrics are awful. It's a fake <laughs> kind of like, it's a really bad, it, it was done in what, mid-2000s? But it yeah, felt like early, a bad '90s fake pop punk kind of band, or like early, I, early 2000s. Yeah. Again, if you are listening, if you, again, if you listened to last week, this would have benefited from having Bowling for Soup. Just yeah. do, just do the song. Just do it. Just let those guys do every theme song. And Why isn't Klasky Chupo just calling up and getting? Bowling for Soup on retainer in the same way that Disney has Smash Mouth on retainer and brings them out of their cryogenic storage anytime they're like, we want to celebrate New Year's. We saw them uh, here at a local university for like one of their big like summer bashes or whatever. And we when? just like, zoop, just like walked right by. We're like, we can hear them. It's fine. We're good. Did you walk past them because they were just like, somebody. because somebody? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're just like, that's it. That's all I wanted to hear. There's two beats and I'm out. Smash oh them. man so yeah so it sounds like uh it sounds like neither of us really loving this theme song no it, it was kind of grating as far as the actual like the lyrics and honestly sorry miss summer but even the even the singing uh was not for me it, it, i think the singing was really the only the time but not for me all right i think the singing was the only redeeming thing about it sure uh but again it just it didn't match the t- it didn't feel like it match the tone of Rugrats that I know and love. And that's the thing, and, is they changed everything, yeah. And, and it felt more attuned to what I would watch as, like, one of those, like, pre-show, uh, pre-like Disney movies that they would have, right. where they sort of have, uh, you know, somebody come out and do, like, a, a quick song, and you're like, who's this person that's out here singing named Justin Timberlake? And you're just like, he'll never be famous. And then all of a sudden, he's in a Adonis. What? Adonis. What? He's in Adonis. Huh? Uh, this is gonna, just getting real weird. Hey, you touched on this a couple seconds ago, uh, which is sort of the idea of, you know, now we have all of these, we have this roll call to be able yeah. to show the animation for these yes. new characters. And so right. uh, let's talk a little bit about this animation. How are you well, feeling? I, th- I think the theme song actually did an interesting thing where they, uh, they introed sort of segues within the episodes themselves right so when they did the roll call they have these kind of like neon uh backgrounds that kind of flash up and wash over the characters too so you're not seeing them like how they're um necessarily appearing in the animation the full final color animation you're seeing them in kind of like either washed out like neon yellow or neon pink or whatever and they're almost like you know somebody just took like a translucent stamp over them and just washed the whole thing out in color and then there's weird stuff floating in the background like there's a, a like a for Dill, for some reason, I remember this. He has like a weird sock on his head, but in the background, there's like <laughs> alien icons, and he holds yeah. up a sign that says like "We we welcome artificial intelligence" or "We welcome aliens." Or there's just weird shit going on in the background. It doesn't mean anything, um, but what that does, it it hints at what's to come in the episode itself because they have these really interesting 
and when I say interesting, it's not in a positive way. They have these no, interstitials no. <laughs> that break up the scenes, right? And when they do that, they're just a bunch of like one color, different framed images of the characters, and they're arranged in sort of like this collage. And that's it. Like that's their interstitial to segue to the next scene. That kind of stood out to me because it was something different and weird, and it matched up with the theme song. But other than that, it's it's kind of similar, you know, character design and animation from what you're used to in Rugrats. It's obviously a little bit more cleaned up more than 10 years later. It's not quite as spaghetti squiggly as it was back in the Chupco days. But, uh, but, but I mean, still all the same lumps and bumps lumpy. on characters that you, you know and love. These, these unobtainable lumps. A like, uh, radiation band, I think, because <laughs> everybody has just like, it's not good. I, I imagine that these deformities uh, just everywhere. It's like these kids need to go see a doctor. We, we last week we talked to an actual doctor. Doctor, any any kids that come in looking like this, lumpy headed kids, they need they probably have a, a nutritional deficiency. Yeah, it comes from an actual I mean, doctor. There there are moments looking at some of the animation style from this where I was like, this could be mock up art for like a children's version of The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> I mean, I, we don't know where they're living and how deep the. How I mean, deep let's the stream let's. Is, I, guess, I mean, but. let's be very clear. Like when we said any town, uh, for this, Got there is actually they've never really actually come out and said specifically where their location is, but they said it's somewhere in the southwest, which could be like Area Fifty Four or some type of like a like a testing blast site where I there love, could be radiation poisoning that comes off it's there. It's the lesser known of the alien crash site, the housing facilities. Which one? <laughs> fifty one is usually what fifty one, but fifty four is the one they don't want you to know. About. Oh no, you don't even you. Can, oh, I've said too much already. Right. Nobody so can I'll know about fifty four. It's a national secret. Just let it slip. <laughs> Damn it! He had the area oh, fifty one button next to the area fifty four button, and he hit the wrong one. I think. Oh, fair enough. Damn it! It can happen in Hawaii. It can happen here. Oh, uh, topical. But well, for two weeks ago when this episode comes out, but. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Is there anything else about the animation style that you thought was like worth noting? Because for me, it was just kind of the same. It looked like yeah. Rugrats just cleaned up and aged up. That's it. Right. No, I agree. Um, I it. will say that the uh, uh, it is interesting to note just design-wise. Um, I, I can't really 100% say this with absolute certainty, but is, is Tommy Pickles, is his hair, is it blue or is it purple? It's changes because i think you know Didi's hair his mom's obviously red but his dad's hair was always that weird kind of like charcoal blue purple indigo lavender kind of you know if you look up stew pickles his hair right. is that color now dill got his mom's hair so dill has red hair hmm. but tommy has, okay unfortunately his dad's weird mostly unnatural colored hair and it was really weird gotcha. to see tommy with hair to begin with so a lot of this stuff, when you first watch the show, it takes a little bit of getting used to because essentially all the kids look the same. They're just like stretched out and they now have like necks and legs. <laughs> and it's just that it's a weird thing to get used to. And, and Tommy Pickles is not like mostly naked. <laughs> right. Uh, and he's not wearing a diaper. Exactly. And, and they're, and they're not two legs like normal human beings. Well, they were doing a lot of that two legged walking stuff. Yeah, kind of toddled in Rugrats itself. So. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Now, neither of us are parents, as everybody listening can tell. Yeah. We have no idea what we're talking about. No. Clearly. Uh, cool. Um, well, we're talking about those characters. So let's 
get into some of them here. We we got kind of the main, what is that, like six, I guess? Uh, five. Right. So the main five in this particular episode with a couple other new kids thrown in because now they're actually like in school. So there are a bunch of other kids in this universe. I thought that was an interesting addition because it's not hyper-focused on just these kids as babies and they're very, you know, narrowly focused adventures. It's now a much bigger world. So there are other kids, except I don't know. I didn't catch any of their names. So I have no idea what any of these kids are named. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but my feeling from any of the previous Rugrats is that it all, in, in many cases, not in every case, but in many cases, they really kind of focused around Tommy Pickles. Yes, he was the main. He, yeah, character. he seemed to kind of and be like family. the main, right? And like, and and so everything sort of, uh, they were sort of the the center of everybody's universe in this show. Yeah, either like all the parents were, were dropping always... kids off, exactly. or they were picking them up, uh, or Grandpa was watching them and looking at you know weird adult videos. And so the the interesting thing with this was that. Because they've expanded this this universe, as Dave's mentioned, because they've stretched them out and given them next, they were like, we don't have to have Tommy as the center of this show. Right. We can sort of offboard this to some of the characters that you know, because you know they're going to have their own uh, interesting things that are going on. They're going to have their own interesting personal problems in that kind of preteen teen and they've already laid the groundwork too. So like we already know who Phil and Lil and Lil are. We don't need to go back and like learn who they were. We know that they're twins. We know that they have a weird kind of like brother sister relationship. We know the house they grow up in all that stuff. So that's kind of nice because it has that backstory all built in. And then, yeah, you can go and talk about different characters, but it was also weird a to see Tommy with hair and then B to not see him or his family, like pretty much at all for most of this uh, episode. He's very like tangential to this particular episode. I'm sure that changes in 55 episodes. You got to talk about Tommy, but it was like watching an episode of Doug where they just talked about like Skeeter and his family the entire time, which would be great. Fine. Nothing wrong with that. Or it's kind of like those episodes of Family Guy where they just break the fourth wall and they look at you and they're like, yeah, this is going to be a mega episode. Feel yeah. free to just turn it off. And you're like, mm, click. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it. But um, so for characters we didn't get to see, but they do exist still in this world. I just want to make a mention of them. Angelica. Still right. Angelica, except she's like full-on teenager now. So if you thought she was a terror when she was like five or whatever, she's much worse now, I'm assuming. What? Uh, we've also got Susie Carmichael. Do you remember Susie from the original show? Uh, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, as uh, Angelica's best friend. That's who Cree Summer voices. And then yeah. there's Kimmy. And I, I think Kimmy was a new addition. I can't remember if she was in the original series at all or not. Do you know? I, I, w- I almost want to say she was either in Rugrats movie or Rugrats in Paris. It's okay. whichever one uh, Mr. Finster right. finds a new wife. wife. Right. I think that she, I think that Kimmy might be one of the, from like well, his Kimmy, sister now. Yeah. Kimmy is Chucky's younger stepsister. Got it. Yeah, because then I then I nailed it. Then I nailed it. Remarried. Yeah, that was great. Did it. Uh, I just didn't remember when they came into the into the. Picture. I feel like it's but Rugrats in Paris. Rugrats in Paris. Yeah, sure makes sense. Why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they don't factor into this episode. It's really it's it's honestly it's a Phil and Will episode. Uh, which yeah, we'll get into. But Dill features in more than he used to. Dill is kind of grown up. It took me a little while to figure out like who this guy was and why he was hanging out with his buddies. Uh, Tommy's also there, um, and of course Chucky. So, right. Is there is there anything that stood out about their new designs, the new 
anything these guys I, you know if if i hadn't had the like the title screen during the intro for for dill yeah and it, it took me a while to realize because I, I believe that what had happened was rugrats the movie is the introduction of dill right rugrats in paris is where chaz finster gets introduced to coco okay. who is kimmy's mom okay. and they chaz and coco become interested in one another okay and so uh, that is like the progression of it. But like you haven't really seen, if you didn't watch the 10th anniversary special, you would have not really known that Dill has grown up a little bit. And I don't know. It, he was a weird character to me. I, he kind of felt like that friend that you have that's in your neighborhood that just continues to ask you questions over and over and over and over and over again. And you're like, please don't, please don't right now. I don't have time for this. He and I don't, don't want to have time for you. He's like little brother trying to pal around with all the older kids. So he's definitely annoying. But at the same time, he has that like allowance where it's like, all right, like <laughs> you've got slightly more patience for him than anybody else who would be doing that because you've got that like direct tie to him. Right, uh, right. But if there's nobody, nothing else from the characters that jumps out at you, we might as well just get into the plot. Yeah. Hey, was there anything from this plot that really stood out at you, Dave? You know, I, I like the idea better than the execution. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I agree. There, there was a little bit of heart, a little bit of nice storytelling moments where they could actually be like hey these kids have grown up a little bit and they are maturing and they are dealing with some stuff that obviously babies aren't going to deal with but they're they're dealing with it and they're kind of maturing a little bit more and taking it on their their own shoulders a little bit more than they would have as as little babies one of the fun yeah. things about rugrats was they could have these kind of like somewhat more adult kind of problems but they would handle it in a certain way as babies that was both hilarious and kind of touching at the same time. I mean, go back and listen to our, our Hanukkah episode, and you'll, you'll get an idea of that. But in this one, they're on their own, kind of. You know, their parents are still there, their friends are still there, but they've got to sort some stuff out for themselves. Uh, it, it, it's, almost, it's almost as if the, the cute... What, what I, I think I'm hearing you say, Dave, yeah. is the cute, adorable nature of the original Rugrats that allowed them to misconstrue and mishear things in a fun way is now gone because they're adults and so now those those baby birds have been pushed out of their nest and they gotta fly but like are they gonna really do a good job at flying to be clear again they're not, they're not adults they're preteens and teenagers preteens right I, but who i don't want again be to be clear people. dave and i have no children <laughs> uh yeah i got nothing for that um <laughs> but like for a cartoon right like Around anthropomorphic, not anthropomorphic, I'm thinking of Muppet Babies, but for a cartoon where you get to see, like, babies interact and actually have conversations that the adults can't understand and we shouldn't be able to understand, that's fun. It's a little magical. It's kind of like you get to see a window into their world. I don't give a crap about preteens and teenagers and their drama. I lived it. I, I, I don't need to watch it again. So this out of the gate was not going to be for me, especially at okay. this time where there were, like, a million other similar shows you could watch. You know, we'd already seen... Doug, there were already a handful of like Disney shows that were like this over the you know the twenty years since that channel, the Disney Channel stuff or whatever, had been around for those live action preteen teen drama kind of shows. Like I, I, this yeah. is just a thing that I hadn't asked for, but it was for a new generation of Rugrats fans. Yeah, and I, I think the challenge with this, and we we've talked about this on every episode so far for New Year's Nicktoons this January, yeah. is that these came out. These shows came out that we've been talking and watching 
this month, sort of after our tenure watching Nicktoons. Right. And so we these up. weren't, we understand, yeah, exactly, we growed up. And so these were not for us. I think the thing that was always really successful about Doug while I was watching it was that I always felt like he was like a year or two years older than exactly. me. And then I could be like, oh, I'm like, I'm understanding what I should get prepared for. And right. then, you know, and then the stuff that we had with, you know, Rugrats was always just, it was, it was younger, but it was kind of silly and, and adventurous at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it, but it still had a little bit of heart, you know, so it was very family friendly to be able to watch with your parents. And then Ren and Stimpy was like, when your parents would leave the room and you'd be like, I'm now learning about sexuality. And so that was like my Sunday mornings in front of the television. What's what's interesting, though, is like the timing of all this, right? Because it was supposed to right. be, uh, I forget when the Rugrats came on the air, probably 90, 92, somewhere around there. And then this was 10 years after like that ended, I guess. So we're talking like 2006, right? When this came out, we did the history and I already can't remember it, but the no. 2000s. No, no, I mean, it just, uh, like, it was, uh, so Rugrats, the series, was from 1990 until, uh, yeah, until it started in 1990. Yeah. All Grown Up was uh, 2003 to 2008. Okay, so, yeah, I was pretty close on the, on the, the timelines there. But, you know, who was this for? Who was your audience? Because the kids who are, like, this age, say, 12 to 15, you know, I don't think they really grew up with the Rugrats. The Rugrats are probably a little before their time almost, right? If we're talking I 2003, mean, 2008, you would have had to have been born in like 1990. So no, I agree. And, yeah. and this isn't something where it's like they did it for your kids to then watch <laughs> right. because at that point, like 10 years into the it future, if you were a kid watching it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I, I, I think it's weird as hell, I think, to watch. It would have been super trippy to see Tommy just like smoking a joint. Yeah, that would actually, that would have been interesting, Fun I think, to watch. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, I think you and I, we've talked a little bit about marketing so far on this episode and just how kind of frustrating some of these things are, Dave. But you have to realize that they had a, a, a more than a decade-long right. IP, intellectual property, that was very successful for okay. them, that then spawned two films... Yep. And they were thinking to themselves, probably, how do we just reintroduce what we already have, age it slightly, and put it in front of a new set of kids? And that's probably, now that I'm saying this out loud, why they didn't associate the Rugrats moniker with it, is because they that probably wanted sense. to they probably wanted to push it as far away as they could, just so they could be like, hey guys, these are new different things, and if you didn't watch the first one, don't worry about it, because now they're all grown up. Yeah, but it's such a weird thing to do that way, because it's like, I, well, I know. we want that fandom to come with us, but we don't. We want them to know it's a new thing. That's always I, I, a really tough path. It's a risky walk. It's risky business, and but I, I really think that this is something where I don't necessarily think that they were trying to grab the the audience that they had for Rugrats, I'm really thinking that why they didn't throw that Rugrats title on top of it is because they're like, look, we already have something that we know is going to be gold. Let's just get it out in front of kids again and just start selling toys and dolls and crap like that. But even that though, right? So look at that. Like, what preteen slash teenager wants to buy a preteen slash teenage age doll of a Rugrats character? That's even ickier to me. Like, yeah, just, it's it's weirder. Yeah. I, I, I wonder, I wonder again, the same sweet spot that you and I watched Doug, where we felt that Doug was a little bit older. I wonder if there were right. kids that were slightly younger that were watching this right. and they were like, oh, I'm about to be, I'm about to be a preteen in a year or two. And so this is like, 
this is like my map to, to sure. middle school. So like eight to 10 year olds, elementary school kids who are going to make that next leap up to the next exactly. level. Exactly. That makes a lot of sense. And that's totally yeah. fine. And honestly, it would be crazy if they just like stopped with Rugrats and didn't try to go to another thing. Like that's like, you have this IP here, like try to do something with it. If you have an idea, run with it. If not, fine, but there's got to be something here. So again, I like the idea, just not the execution so much. Like when they did Rugrats High School, did you watch that at all? That wasn't a thing. It was just called, it was a live action. It was just called the OC. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was called Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, that like would have, well, no, because I mean, Saved by the Bell, like was on the Hello Miss Bliss. That was on way before, way before. And that was almost yeah. like elementary school leading into middle school. Yeah. So you saw their entire progression of Zach Morris. That's right. Now he's on TNT, I think. Unless that got canceled too. Anyway, um, getting into all grown up. We've obviously got the characters have grown up a little bit. They're dealing with some grown up issues. What's going on between Phil and Lil? They, they've been together literally since the womb. So what could possibly tear them apart? Sure. So uh, I, I, I can't say with authority because I'm not a twin, but as as it's, it's as far as I know. But it's the idea of identity. Uh, you find out that Lil is like two minutes older than Phil. And so she... You know, she's she's a preteen and she's maturing a little bit faster than her brother. And so she's not as into all of the the fart jokes and gags and, and being messy and disgusting and dirty. She's she's socializing more with people that are outside of her original social circle that you're familiar with being a viewer. And she's trying to relate to them. And, and the way that she's trying to do that is by being cool and by, you know, kind of uh, putting other people down like her brother, because People just don't want to be around him. You know, they, they see him as still being very immature at that point. And yeah. they see her as being cool, mature, and they want to include her. And that right there, that's a great, I mean, great lesson. And I think they handled it fairly well. Um, right. Because that, that's pulled just like straight out of junior high or high school. Like that, that's just, that's just a thing that happens. And it's going to continue to happen for the rest of <laughs> human civilization. That's just how it goes. I thought it was interesting that they paired Phil and Lil to go after this though, because that's obviously the strong, well, Lil's the only female character anyway. Angelica doesn't count because she's always the antagonist and she's in like a separate stratosphere at this point um, as an actual teenager. So they kind of had to do it with Phil and Lil, but they could have divided, you know, it could have been Tommy and Chucky. They could have focused Tommy and Chucky and maybe Tommy got pulled in with the jocks or the cool kids. And you know, Chucky Finster's obviously always been a little extra. So they easily could have just like sidelined Chucky so I thought it was interesting they, they did it between Phil and Lil because they have that actual, like, sibling bond, which I thought was kind right. of cool. Yeah. Now, the fact that they, like, Lil was crushing on that dude a little bit, the sloppy spaghetti-eating dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 100%. I just want to make sure I was picking up the cues there. It's been a while, so I just want to make sure. Since you've sloppily eaten spaghetti in front yeah, of a woman? In, fr- in front of a chick that was crushing on me. Yeah. You really got to, you got to like Lady in the Tramp style, yeah. just slurp it down. We actually literally, Allison and I did that when we were at uh, Disney World recently. Adorable. We went to the Italian restaurant, Lady and the Tramp were in the literal alley, like in the window behind us, and I got the spaghetti and I made the ball. Pretty nice. Nice. Pretty nice. Anyway, I'll go. Bene. Molto bene. <laughs> bene. Uh, what? Have you been in a situation like this where you had a friend for like a long time, maybe from elementary school, and then all of a sudden you get to junior high, high school, and they're split for whatever reason? Or, yeah, definitely. Or you alienated them or they alienated you? 
Uh, I was on the alienated side, Same. so I, I definitely addressed. I definitely felt for for Phil with with everything he was going through. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's the challenge for me was that that person who I was going through that experience with was not a sibling. Exactly, yeah, that's the thing that makes <laughs> and, it a little more interesting here. Yeah, yeah, and so it, it, they they do well with this dynamic. What I thought was interesting too is that they actually get the parents involved. And that's something we haven't seen this month for New Year's Nicktoons is any parental involvement. One thing that Rugrats did great was they always had parental presence, at least, right? The kids weren't just running around on their own. I mean, a lot of times they were, but the parents were always at least in the wing, just just outside the room or like just on the other side of the door. Or They were there. They always had a presence. The fact that, um, and I don't remember their names, the DeVilles, um, Phil and Lowe's oh, mom. Uh, Betty. Betty and Howard. Uh, yeah. they at least know that something's up. And as soon as we get this shot of Phil and Lil, who are now kind of at odds because they're being pulled apart by two different like social groups, uh, we know this at this point. And then we see a shot with both of them still in their same room that they've shared since they were kids, like little babies. And you obviously know if you're going into preteen or teenage years that you have a boy and a girl and they're in the same room, like, no, that cannot no. happen. You've got to get them apart. Or this house is going to be like a nuclear detonation site. So what I liked was that they actually followed up with that. And the mom pulls Lil aside and she's like, what's going on? Like, I know something's up. So like, tell me what's up. And she actually, you know, makes a deal with her. And she's like, you get your own room. Phil gets his own room and we'll, we'll go from there. And the only one who takes the shitty side of that deal is Howard who loses his office and his workout room. His workout room. Yeah. (laughs) I am. I always, I, I don't 100% remember Howard. Howard is, is by design a forgettable character because the yeah. wife is so, Betty is so like domineering and dominating and aggressive and assertive that she just and, walks over him. Right. So it, it, it's funny to kind of see Howard in a lot of these scenes because even, even having watched this episode very, very recently, yes. if you were to, I could sit down and I could draw any of the characters in this show probably very poorly, but I could at least give you a sketch. A For Howard, I could not tell you what he looks like. He looks like a bugle. Not a, <laughs> not a, not a instrument bugle, a chip bugle. Oh, okay. His face looks like Man. a bugle. He's got a little tufts. We have been we have been equating so many people this month to food. We're hungry. We're always hungry. <laughs> we had characters last week that look like fennel bulbs yeah. from Jimmy Neutron. And potato people. Potato people. Potato dogs. Gosh, this is hard. We're always hungry. Uh, Please send us food while we do this. <laughs> um, so I like the parental involvement. I like that you know they went all the way with this. They went to the point that like Lil was invited to a party by the high you know the cool kids in school. No parents there, by the way, which was weird. Um, all the cool kids are at this party, and they're like, as long as no like slobs, losers, geeks, freaks, dweebs, weirdos, none of those people, they're not allowed. And then they really start hammering on Phil right in front of her. Right. And they're like, he's stupid, he's ugly, he's disgusting, he smells, nobody wants to be around him, he's socially inept, he's just the worst. But thank God you're here. And I love that she had that moment of like, a good practical moment for her character at this point. What do you think about her kind of defense of Phil? I I thought that was good. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I I love the idea of playing with the identity of these two. I mean, you really can't say Phil and Lil in this show without mentioning the both of them. And so you really do think of them as sort of a packaged group of humans. 
that always operate, mainly because, you know, for a lot of the stuff that you have, they're always thinking the same thing. They're almost always completing each other's thoughts. Um, you know, they're like the, they're the two kids that are sort of always getting into a mess yeah. and looking like they're having a blast. And so, uh, you know, you really do think of them as one human. And I'm glad to see Lil have this moment where she's like, I'm a young woman. Like, I, I need I need some independence. Yeah. This is important to me, you know, and, and I think it's hard because, you know, I, I love the fact that there 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 was that moment where she she's able to stand up to everybody and say, hey, like, you know, I I like being messy sometimes because it's fun. I like these things that you're talking about because they're fun. And you know what? I don't I don't necessarily think that I need to be around a group of people who are just going to kind of talk trash about my brother. And that was the other thing. She also said, like, look, I can say these things about him because he's my brother. Exactly. Like, I've, I've literally been with him since we were, you know, a nucleus. So, like, I can say these <laughs> things about him. You can't. So you better watch your ass. And then she right. leaves. And I love that because it's that's one of those things where it easily could have turned if this was the OC, if this was Saved by the Bell, if this was any kind of, like, high school drama. It easily could have been, could have turned into a drug episode. It could have been a drug episode. Uh, it easily could have just been like, yeah, I'm with the cool people and f that brother of mine. And just been like, <laughs> you could have gone in like that. That was a completely different direction. Uh, um, but I mean, it could have gone that way. But because it's Rugrats and because it's supposed to be teaching some kind of lesson, it was nice that that Phil that Lil actually stood up uh, for Phil at that point. And right. that's not easy to do, especially with peer pressure and a group of uh, people you're trying to impress. You know, that's not easy to do. Right. Um, tell me about Twins Canyon. <laughs> Evidently, Twins Canyon <laughs> is this place. It's a vacation spot, and, and Betty is very excited. Yeah. She's kind of feeling a little bit off of her game, and you get that in like a quick interstitial in between some of the, the scenes where she's at this coffee shop that she runs and manages. With, she's kind with of Chucky, or with Yeah, Chaz with Chaz. Sister, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, I'm a little bit off my game, but Twin Canyon's coming up. And Chaz is kind of giving her some shit. He's like, maybe maybe you want to go somewhere else? Or like, you want to do something else? She's like, no, this is the thing I look forward to every year. This is like my paradise. This is what I want to do. What's, and so he's like, all right, all right so Twin Canyon yeah, is deal? this place. It, it's essentially a place where if you go with your twin, and I guess you wear like a t-shirt yeah, that matching says clothes, that, like, I guess. matching clothes, you get in for free, which is a real, Sweet. is a, is a, Bad business deal. Guys, we've talked business and marketing, and we're about to we're probably going to get into some, some communications as well tonight. But this is a bad marketing deal because, like, a bad business deal. This is a bad business deal because you could have any twin come in at any point in time and they could just run this place. They could just do whatever they wanted, and you're not going to charge them any money whatsoever. Look, I can't say that you would stay your entire trip for free. Maybe give them like one night if they're in a matching like, outfit. Like entry, entry tickets yeah. for free. You still got to buy toys. You got to buy food. You yeah. Gotta do this and that. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy. Twins so, can. Uh, I love that it was an amusement park though. I thought it was going to be like a weird camping trip or something like that. That would have made more sense if they like waived the entry fee for like a, a national park or something. No, it was an amusement park where yeah. Howard threw up on literally every single ride. <laughs> They do a really fun thing at the end of the episode where they have Phil and Lil and they're talking about how much they enjoyed going to Twin Canyon together because part of this whole thing with Lil asserting her independence was say, her saying, I don't want to go on this vacation yeah. anymore. But like, now, I don't want to do this. By her saying that, she's not only standing up for her own self, she's also 
damning the entire family. Like, they're not going on this trip if she's not right. on board. So that's a big deal. Yeah. Which, again, it is a really poor business decision if you are a small business owner of a coffee shop to be like, I'm going to leave work at my coffee shop where I own this place and I'm presumably one of two employees and <laughs> I'm going to go and I'm going to pay for a vacation at Twin Canyon. Like, uh, there's just so many things financially like <laughs> fiscal responsibility hey, wise that i'm just listen, like this listen, is a bad listen. idea if you had twins and disney lost their minds and were like all twins get in for free and also popsicles whatever like if, <laughs> if yeah we probably go had twins be like you know what ah, yeah let's uh, definitely go to disney every every year it's gonna be half off yeah yeah i would probably i would i don't blame betty as well yeah right i i agree uh but as I mentioned, Lil has this whole thing where she doesn't want to go, right. but by her own admission, she ends up wanting to go. They go. They have this really fun time. And so the end of the episode kind of closes out with Phil and Lil yeah. sitting down and sharing their vacation photos and videos with all their friends and talking about how really cool it was. And so and it even talks about the fact that uh, Lil has sort of a surprise for Phil where uh, she takes him to go do something that she wants to do it ends up being pretty cool for him as well right. which is they end up going to like a like a mud pit like, like one of those sort of like a spa where you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where you just you know dunk yourself in a huge vat of restorative mud <laughs> sure yeah it was cute it was it was a nice throwback to the days where they used to just like play in the mud puddle and make mud pies and like eat them or throw them at each other it was that was cute yeah I did enjoy that. And I like the fact that they kind of patch things up, but they are still different, right? So it's still Phil and Lil, not Phil and Lil together. So they're both in separate rooms. They've both got separate things going on, but they're they're patched up and they're fine. There is a minor subplot in this episode, though. <laughs> there sure is. There sure is. You want to talk about Chucky Finster? And oh, he's, my he's God. He's apparently going like neoliberal anti-establishment. What's going on with Chucky? So did you... You, you had... Oh, yeah. Uh, Fitness tests. I never got presidential. I never got a presidential one either. You know why so... I never got presidential? Because you couldn't do V sit and reach, could no, you? That. I could do everything like beyond what the presidential qualifications were except pull ups. Oh, really? I could never do pull ups. I could hang there. I literally hung there for minutes, well past whatever. And they were just like, hang there as long as you can. I was like, all right. So I hung there, threw a bell at one point, and my gym teacher was just standing there. He's like, you can probably get down now. Like, all right, you told me. I never got that because you had to do pull-ups for presidential. I got national every year. That goddamn blue ribbon. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was uh, it was like put it was uh, pull-ups, pull sit-ups, sit-ups. Yeah. There was like a rope climb. Uh, we didn't have a rope climb because hmm. that was basically pull-ups. I don't, we didn't have a okay. rope climb. Okay. V sit uh, and reach. V sit and reach. Which I remember I was in martial arts as a kid, so V sit and reach was like this is nothing. Yeah, I think that was the only one I was like, oh, I'm going to do really well at this. Most people, actually, most people, like, especially the fat kids and stuff in my school, like, they could not do V-Sit and Reach because no, nobody was that, like, that flexible, I guess. But shuttle I'm just, run? I'm, uh, do you guys have yeah, shuttle run? Yeah, shuttle run. Yeah, we had uh, shuttle we run. Had, I get, I was going to say about V-Sit and Reach, I'm just one of those awkward fat kids that's also super flexible. <laughs> it has no, I don't know how it happened. No yes. tendons in his hips. Um, just, just no bones. We also had, uh, it was like a, like a 10... Or a forty yard dash or something like that. Yeah, something like dash, that. And then like a quarter mile or a mile certain times. Yeah. And I crushed it in every single one of those. I could just never do pull ups and always pissed me wow. off. Still pissed off to this day. Yeah, I, I can tell. Get presidential <laughs> fitness today. 
that always irritates oh, me. So I was with Chucky on this one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I these were always a, a point of contention as well because it um I'm I'm fine with the competition aspect of it, but it's definitely one of those yeah, things where about that. I don't I, and my big thing about this was that I don't feel like any of the activities that you did in gym class leading up to the presidential fitness awards or test even prepared you. It's not like it's not like my coach or like our gym teacher was ever just like, we're gonna do some push ups. We're also gonna just do like some bands like over top of your head to like sure. work the the shoulder muscles that like you're gonna need and like the trap muscles that you're gonna need to be able to no. do some of these pull ups. Like no, no. we're gonna play dodgeball. No. We're gonna yeah. play, we're gonna play dodgeball or we have like these huge sticks that have like a like a uh, kind of like a foam tip on it. We we're gonna hold it like it's a uh, like a polo mallet and we're just gonna hit a soccer ball with these huge things it was like a giant uh, this this is unflattering this sounds like a uh, made-up game from no, the gym teacher it was like it was like a broomstick okay. and it had a huge foam thing on the end of it okay i got the and polo so it, mallet yeah it sort of looked like uh it sort of looked like a tampon inside of its case okay. and so everybody just called it tampon ball okay. and uh, I think even like our, I don't, I can even, even remember like it. I even remember a gym teacher calling it at that at one point. I, and I was just kind of like, uh, ball, get yeah. out. but uh, yeah, so we would do those. And so like inevitably it's a sword and you're giving people a sword in middle school and we would just hit each other exactly. into oblivion. And so that That's was good for, that was good for pull-ups. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like none of that stuff. Like I think you got like maybe a week or something to like practice the week before the challenge was like maybe yeah. you got to practice just so you know what you were doing didn't look like a complete idiot. I loved the only one I was competitive in was shuttle run. I always wanted to beat whoever was next to me in shuttle run. Most of the time uh, I did. I, I love shuttle run. But uh yeah man, pull ups. Killing me. Killing me smalls. Everything uh, else fine with. Anyway. So Chucky doesn't so want to Chucky. do this test. <laughs> he wants to he wants to boycott it completely. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to do this. He's looking for every single excuse to get out of it. He's going to the nurse. Uh, I want to say, like, were there were there any things for a B plot line? I know he went to the nurse. I know that uh, it seemed like he tried to skip school or he had some problem or something like that. I, to I just prevent I didn't him from know going. what he was doing or why nobody was paying attention to him. But I just love the fact that he was just like, fuck authority. It was just like, I'm not doing this thing. He didn't really yeah. even have a good reason. He was just like, I'm not doing it. Okay. It's very defiant. Yeah, I'm with you, um, Chaz. So it, it's it's all of this, and then it kind of culminates with him like hiding out. Yeah, he's hiding in the bathroom while the actual challenge is going on outside. So he's watching right. through a window, but he's also like he's trying to step on the toilet, but it's kind of too short and he can't quite see. So he grabs on these like overhead pipes to try to lift himself up so he can watch everybody else doing the challenge, but avoid being tested himself. Of course, that leads to ridiculousness yeah i mean the the whole bathroom essentially floods yeah, doesn't he it? breaks all the pipes and he's the whole time he's trying to hang on like different pipes and like extend a foot to like block a leak here and hold on to this pipe to block a leak here but the whole bathroom floods there was one funny moment in this entire episode that was like a moment of like wait what where they actually got a little outside of like reality for a second there's like this shark fin that comes floating in and it looks like <laughs> a shark body like underneath the water even Chucky's like, oh, it's a shark. And then it, because for a second you're like, that literally like looks like a shark. And then it pops up and it's just the coach. He was like waiting in with his uh, his clipboard looking for Chucky. 
and he sees Chucky like clamoring and, and hanging from the pipes like a little monkey, and he's like, I've never seen such such a display of contortionism since I wrestled the what is he saying? Wrestled the the bloody bandit or something back yeah, in Yeah, something like something that. Something weird. Something gym teacher weird. You you know what I'm talking about. There's a very specific kind of like weird for gym that teachers. Is just gym teachers domain. And um, if you and if you don't know what we're talking about, you're a gym teacher. A gym teacher. That's how this works. Yeah. You're a gym teacher That's automatically. Right. Sorry, you're a gym teacher now. Hey, sorry to tell you. So I was a little confused by it because I thought what was going to happen was he was going to be so impressed with Chucky's display of like agility and dexterity and strength and flexibility that he was just going to be like, presidential award, here you go, kid. No, he's like, calm down and come back and take the test again tomorrow. And that was it. Yeah. And Chucky stuck <laughs> with his arms up. Because he was holding on to the pipes all day. So it was just kind of like a cute little side B-plot. But this, at the same time, like, Tommy hasn't really done anything. He's he's offered a couple of words of encouragement or whatever's, and that's it. The only other, like, C-plot we get is Weirdo Dill. Want to talk about Dill? Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Dill is, is, Dill's trying to substitute himself as Lil. Yeah. And wants to become Phil's twin he just assumes and so the in the absence twin. Yeah. yeah and, and so in the absence of lil dill is trying if this is confusing to you listening to this uh-huh. it's confusing for me to say it yeah. and so in the absence of lil dill is filling in with phil as sort of this twin combo now yeah. and so the combo of phil and dill or diffle yeah. is what i'll call it so diffle is being very forced and and Phil is not really super 100% into it and and Dill is just being really really unbelievably weird about the whole thing to the point very where like strange. he even pulls out a costume from the original Rugrats sort of like the uh, yeah, it's the kind of like a, a magenta and yeah, like yeah. green jumper yeah. that they would wear and like you could tell which whose was who because like one had like a little duck in it oh right I think right. or there was like there was like something in the pocket of one of the the jumpers it was a duck. yeah to like differentiate like male and female for some reason like a duck is supposed to be able to do that it doesn't it doesn't matter but it, it's it's one of those like creepy callbacks that they have that's in it so you're just kind of like eh, i don't know watching it I was like as an adult why do you have yeah those? watch i know it, there's so many questions behind this but watching this yeah. as an adult my immediate question was i'm uncomfortable about this yeah, it's not even i a wish question, that they would I, <laughs> I wish that they would stop this c plot uh but they don't they go through with it to like it an unnerving extent and then they end it in such like, a weirdest way because apparently dill had made like a potato sculpture of the two of them like arm in arm and then phil eats it but he leaves the ears it was just such a like what drugs yeah. are you guys on writing this that you thought this was all fine like this is just uh, really yeah. weird and then I dill just like walks off point. in the sunset and he's like i'm gonna go find my triplets or whatever Okay, Dill. We we don't know what to do with you, Dill. So you're just this little weirdo that's probably gonna kill everybody one day. So we'll you didn't have any personality up until these series of episodes. Well, and so now we're trying to give something. To, we're trying to give you a deal now, and we haven't figured out what your deal but is. His yet. deal is just to be weird. In the beginning of the episode, he's he's blindfolded and he's sniffing different items of food and basically like uh, picking out what they are. So he can sniff out meatloaf. He can sniff out macaroni and cheese or whatever. And then they like make him sniff uh, Phil's armpit, and he's like, "Smells like fish tacos." And that's just like a gross whatever thing that's supposed to separate you know the Phils from the Lils, and it's fine. But it's just when you're making Dill kind of the butt of that joke, <laughs> I worry about his mental stability for the future. I don't think he's gonna grow up well. He's not yeah. grown up well. Uh, Anything else from this mess? 
No. Yeah, but there is a lot of lot of hate out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So well, know. before we get into some of that hate, everybody, turns out, yes, you, you listening right now, you, people on the internet, uh, you guys have opinions. And to be able to honor those opinions, whether they are supportive or they are very negative, we are going to turn it over to longtime listener and friend of the show, and Bobby Anthem. Teacher. And not a gym teacher. We're going to turn this over to Bobby Anthem for this week's Love It or Hate It. Bobby, take it away. Our Love It this week was written by Ginger87 on December 14th, 2004, with a rating of 10 out of 10. The review is titled fun to watch. Ginger said, Rugrats All Grown Up is a good show. I loved Rugrats and when I saw commercials for All Grown Up, I got really excited. Rugrats was going downhill and it needed a change. I thought it would be cool to see the Rugrat gang 10 years later. All Grown Up has many good episodes. My favorites are Coup de Ville, Brother Can You Spare the Time, Saving Cynthia, and Truth or Consequences. My favorite characters are still Angelica, Phil, and Lil. Overall, this is a really good show, and I hope it lasts as long as Rugrats did. I give this show 10 out of 10 stars. And our Hated was creatively titled Hate It by Lando Haas on January 6th, 2004. Lando said, it is almost inevitable when something good and entertaining is made in the entertainment biz, there is something that is made after it that serves some relation to it, but is a piece of garbage. Sadly, a great and entertaining show like Rugrats has suffered from this. I'm pretty old for Rugrats, but regardless of age, the show was still Nickelodeon's best animated show, and it's definitely one of TV's greatest animated achievements. What has disgraced Rugrats, the spin-off piece of garbage that is all grown up. I simply can't stand this bile. The fact that its predecessor was Rugrats, a great show, is ridiculous. If you want to make an animated show that displays problems in the lives of kids in school, call it something else. Just don't relate it to Rugrats. Sitting through this, to put it best, is a rigorous task. It'll most likely last a long time, seeing as how kids probably watch it. Overall score, one half out of ten. Wow, that was impressive. And those reviews were vile, as that reviewer had pointed out and said, uh, in relation to this show. So yeah. congratulations. I got to say, over on IMDb, <laughs> this show, it's a rough state of affairs. They've got a 5.4 on the old IMDb over there. I think this is one yeah. of those cases where the fans of the original came back because they found out there was going to be a new version, hated it because they either didn't understand or were under the... Uh, impression that it was supposed to be for them, but it was completely something different, just kind of with yeah. the same tie into the original. And then because it wasn't for them, automatically hated it. You see the same thing with kind of Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. It's a very yeah. different show. They tried to pull over the same fan base, and that fan base now sticks around only to be incredibly rabid and uh, kind of nasty. So it's interesting what people do. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to go quite that far, but um, Sean, buddy. 
What about you? Uh, do you recommend this show? Do you not recommend this show? And if not, do you dip it? Is it dipped? Uh, you know, I, I I was not sold on this show. Uh, I, I was not as intrigued as I thought I was going to be. I thought that they handled some things uh, very well. Point being the the relationship between Phil and Lil and sort of the the, the growing story where they're, they're becoming independent people. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I, I, I don't know that I would watch this show. I don't know that I would sit down and that I would watch this show or that I would seek it out and, and go back and watch the, the 50 something odd episodes that exist for this. Um, to me, and I'm not trying to be a purist or I'm not trying to be weird about this, but I, I grew up with Rugrats. Right. And so I identify and I look towards the lumpy mess of Klasky Chupo artwork that is those characters that is that storyline and, and, and has for better or for worse, sort of that center of the universe being Tommy pickles house and yeah. sort of Tommy pickles in the first place as yeah. being the leader of these series of kids. Uh, I'm not saying that it, it, it doesn't work. I'm not saying that it can't work. I'm just saying for this one episode that we watched of all grown up, I'm uh, I'm a pass. I do not recommend this. Uh, are you going to dip it though? I'm not dipping it. Not dipping it. <laughs> it's emphatic. I think I'm in the same boat, though. I have a hard time recommending this because I personally didn't... I didn't really enjoy it. I thought it was a smart decision. I just don't think it's for me. So I would say uh, seek it out if you are a completionist like us and you want to watch every Nicktoons to get an idea of what they're about, um, to, to know if it's for you or not. Or if you only kind of were aware of Rugrats growing up, but you never really watched it and want to see what they look like as preteens or teenagers, even as I'm saying it, it doesn't sound or, right. Or just, or just Google that. Or just, just Google, Google image search it I, and, I, and get it done. This is a strong Google suggestion from me, uh, but not a recommendation. <laughs> I, like you said, I think they do things well. I'm assuming that that carries through throughout the 55 episodes that they had. They probably have a lot of good coming-of-age tales and handling of different sort of more mature themes than the babies did. But I don't know, man. It's just not the show for me. So I don't recommend it, but it definitely does not get the dip. I want to throw this out there for everybody who's listening. If you do not agree with our opinions about All Grown Up, please suggest an episode to us. Yeah, 100%. Uh, we would love to be able to go back and rewatch this. And hopefully in the not too distant future, we are going to create some type of a podcast mechanism where if you do not agree with what we have uh, either disagreed with or have dipped throughout the year we're going to give it a redemption so we can watch this and we can talk about the episodes that you enjoyed uh right. that have a lot of meaning or or weight or gravity or importance for that series uh to honor your memory about this so just let us know yeah and we'll tell you a bunch of ways you can let us know all of your opinions whatever you want to say but first buddy sean well what's up Oh, hey, guys. Uh, as <laughs> always, I do live improv comedy in Washington, D.C. with a group that is called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater. You can find tickets and times with dc.org. And I'm always on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Paul Ellis. If you are a new Twitter, a new Instagram who is listening to the podcast for the first time and you want to say hello, I would love that. We've had some people I want to give, uh, actually, I want to give two shout outs. Uh, we've had somebody on Twitter today, uh, at Nerd Teenage or Teenage Nerd, um, who has been tweeting at us. Uh, thank you for listening. We appreciate all your messages. 
throughout the day, as well as I want to give a shout out to my friend Tim, who just randomly started messaging me the other day about stuff on the episode and had really fun suggestions about stuff. And I was like, did you just start listening to the show right now? And he's like, yes. <laughs> so glad to have you on board, Tim. Good to know. Thanks for coming, guys. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what are you up to, bud? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. You can also find me on uh, Collider.com, Nerdist.com, and DaveDrumboard.com. Hey, by the way, head on over to DeathJuniorComics.com, and you can see some of our work there as well. well. If you want to know more about this show right here, you can follow us on our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's Morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on the aforementioned Instagram page. Keep the conversation going on Facebook and listen to our free audio podcast each and every week through YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. As always, you can reach out to us through email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. Guys, there's so many ways that you can reach out to us and let us know if you agree with us, if we're a bunch of slimy idiots, if we should just go die in a hole somewhere, which is, I mean, not the best, but that's fine. It's acceptable. We would prefer it if you were just like, I disagree. Check out this episode. It's the best. Uh, let us know. And like Sean said, maybe we'll watch that episode in the future. But guess what, bud? Speaking of the future, the future holds no more New Year's Nicktoons until this time next year. Oh, man. We are all done with 2018 New Year's Nicktoons. Beep, 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 beep. Noise. Yeah. All done. Until 2019, which is an ugly yeah. sounding year. <laughs> Isn't it, though? I, I, I don't know. It sounds it, ugly. Does it sound okay? Sounds like a countdown to our ultimate death. I mean, isn't that what a calendar ultimately is, Dave? Yeah, basically. I like. I prefer that it counts up, though. Unfortunately. So we got all kinds of crazy shenanigans coming up the rest of the year. If you want to know what's going on, you're gonna to have to head on over to our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Saturday Morning Cartoons, where guess what? For the low, low price of I don't know how much it is, you can get a newsletter each and every month to tell you what episodes are coming up, and you'll be in the know. And we will also thank you at the beginning of each and every episode. But if you did listen all the way to this point, and there's probably two of you out there, thank you very much for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons, and we will see you next time. Hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.